Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Arvidesain, bonjour. Como se dias? <laughs> Is that even a Spanish word? Hasta luego, obrigado. Etesain, how you doing? Anyway, sorry. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Snatch Podcast. We hope you're doing really well. well. We are back again. I'm Latoya, and we have. We have you. At... <laughs> I love the no, little introduction. I'm, I'm Thank you. I'm on one. Um, so, yeah. welcome to another week of I am not a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, we hope you're doing really well. If you're not following us already on Instagram, it's snatch.podcast on Instagram. And also if you want to email us, don't forget you can also send us any feedback. It's super welcome at contact at snatchpodcast.com. Hopefully that's correct. Um yeah. so we're here again and you it's gonna let us know what today's wonderful episode is about. Okay, guys. So our episode, uh, the title is Nobody Wins When the Family Feuds. Um, and to give you a little bit of background information, as you know, with uh, our season two, I'm a, not a celebrity, get me out of here, is we focus on high profile celebrity relationships and kind of explore the issues uh, that all the trials and tribulations, I should say, and that ups mm-hmm. and downs that that celebrity couple relationship, what that celebrity relationship has. Um, so this uh, episode, we're focusing on Beyonce, Jay-Z and Solange. So to give you a little bit of background, I'm sure everyone remembers about six years ago uh, there was a uh, video footage that was leaked um where Beyonce mm-hmm. Solange and Jay-Z were basically leaving an after party after the Met Gala um and the vi- the surveillance uh, basically showed that a fight had erupted between Solange and Jay-Z and I'm not too sure if anybody saw it but it was quite heated um mm-hmm. ferocious <laughs> from Solange um, and obviously it raised quite a lot of eyebrows um just due to the fact that actually Beyonce and Jay-Z are super private when it comes to kind of like their relationship right and you don't really get mm-hmm. to see um any of the lows within kind of the relationship um so it had everybody kind of like questioning what was that fight about people were saying about obviously it's because jay-z cheated did it i think so um mm-hmm. but it was quite interesting that you know he um yeah it was quite it was quite savage if i'm honest um yeah. but then he done basically a um an interview um a few years back um and he was basically saying and i quote um, that, you know, we've always had a great relationship. So this is Jay-Z speaking about Solange. He's, he's saying mm-hmm. that we've always had a great relationship. We had one disagreement ever, um, before and after, and it's been cool. He protects her. That's my sister, not basically his sister-in-law, period. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that reasons why we wanted to focus on kind of like this um celebrity uh, couple and the the relationship is you know what it is quite hard when you're in a relationship and there is war or there is issues um with family members or when family mm-hmm. members kind of like get involved um in relationships and that could be really 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 tough um, yeah. but before we kind of go into what that means for us i want to throw it to latoya like what was your take on that footage and what do you think happened i mean <sighs> Do you know what alarmed me a little bit was just like Beyonce was just standing there. But you know what? I feel like with my siblings, best, I'm sure my sister doesn't mind, but I'm like a rabid fighter for my sister. Like if somebody even mm. says anything out of turn, I'm absolutely going to drag you by your scalp. Like do not, I, yeah. I don't play. Like I literally, she knows. My sister won't even tell me till after the fact because once I know about it, give me the number i've called up like you know 
my mum's employers and had to give them a piece of my mum. Like, I really, I just, I can't. I'm literally going to drag you. So I guess Solange is that similar thing. Now, obviously, the rumours, whether he cheated or not, we'll never know. I guess they alluded to their own tea in the albums that followed subsequently, you know, saying that there was some infidelity going on. Whether that infidelity was the cause of the the, the kicking in the elevator, we're never really going to know. But I think... Mm. Also, what I can also say as a testament to him is that he wasn't kicking her back or hitting her or anything. He was letting her go wild. Do you know what I mean? He was very controlled. He was very controlled. Like, that is still his wife's sister. So he didn't do anything to retaliate because that could have also made it all go left even more, Um, which I really respect. But, you know, you don't always get that. Suddenly it's fallen into a whole physical altercation between your spouse and your sibling. Mm. That happens. But whether we'll ever really know if it was a cheating thing or whatever, I don't know. But I will say that I think coming from my experience of taking up for my sister, it definitely had to be something that triggered Solange to be like, actually, you're a piece of shit and I'm gonna like I'm gonna deal with you right now. Cause the thing is like she's not going to beat him up. Like it's just she's not you're you're smaller than him. What what are you gonna be? You're not gonna do it. You can't do anything. But that shows the level of rage that she had because she's just like, I don't even care if you're seven foot tall. I'm about to beat you up in this lift, and I don't care. I think the fact that the tea got leaked because we would never have known about it. We would never have known this happened. Like someone thought, this is money. I'm gonna release this from the. I'm sure they got fired afterwards. But it's very interesting that afterwards they still never really discussed it at all. And mm-hmm. I kind of actually still respect that privacy that they've kept it within the family compared to when we talked about in the previous episode with the Kardashians where we know all their tea. Like they yeah. still kept it within whatever happened. So yeah. that's sort of yeah. my take on it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I I, I agree with you in terms of like, I think what was scary is how composed Beyonce was. Mm. Um, uh, So she and I think there's a picture after them coming out of the hotel, right? I think there's a picture and Beyonce just looks like nothing happened. Jay-Z's in the back kind of looking like something happened, but not. Solange's face was the bit. I was like, (laughs) she is not happy. She is not happy. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a little bit, it was quite scary, quite interesting, um, just mm. how composed Beyonce was. But I agree with you in terms of, like, that rage, because no one would have thought that Solange doesn't come across as, like, a fighter. I think what you see yeah. from her, right, kind of, like, in the media prior, um, uh, you don't really kind of, like, get the view that, you know, she's she's going to knock him out. And she had mm. she was about that life. Um, but definitely within that video footage, she was about that life. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And you know, it just, when I was thinking about the episode, it was like so many questions came up. So I guess I'll start with the yeah. kind of first one. Like, like dealing with difficult in-laws was my first kind of question. Like how, mm-hmm. and, and this is more sometimes to do with parents, but you can have like sometimes someone's brother or sister just does not take into you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. do in that situation where your significant other's mother slash father or family member takes a dislike to you like how do you manage that yeah you know what I haven't necessarily I think all my examples um or some examples for for, you know this episode is going to come from um a hypothetical perspective because I don't necessarily think that I've been I've had to experience some of the issues that um you know 
that we will explore within this episode. But mm. it, I think it's it's really, really difficult. Um, if, you know, you were to find out, yeah, why your in-laws or, you know, your partner's siblings don't necessarily uh, like you, I would try to seek to understand, seek to understand, there seek to understand the reasons why. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I would definitely... I would, yeah, seek to understand the reasons why, but I wouldn't do that with, I would do that with my partner, first of all. Mm. Um, and then I would want to understand from the parents or the in-laws perspective or the siblings perspective. Um, that can be quite awkward though. So I would definitely, I would probably like lean in to my partner just to really understand from their perspective. Okay, cool. So what is it that I've done? What impact did it obviously have? How do you see that I'm able to rectify that? Um, what's your view as well? Um, because, you know, I can try my best to, and I'll try my best to make amends. But sometimes when somebody doesn't, not feeling you, they're not feeling you. Um, mm. And I do feel that you can fall into the trap of really trying to go above and beyond to go the extra mile Um to make it work when the re- when in fact and the reality of it is is that you can do all of this stuff to try and get in their good books but they're still never going to let you in the good book so it comes mm-hmm. to a certain point I think it depends on how long this has been going on or how long there's been an issue or tension between the relationship between you and your in-laws or you and your partner's siblings um and you know what the context is but then even how long it's gone on and what you've done because I think if you've tried to do quite a lot of stuff um, and it hasn't necessarily uh, supported the relationship and moving it forward, then you just need to just call it a day. Not the relationship, mm-hmm. but trying to be liked, you know? What's your what's your view? I think I haven't experienced it, I don't think. I think all people have gone out with their parents have liked me. <laughs> Golden girlfriend. <laughs> Tick! Get my sister. <laughs> um, yeah. I think they've liked me. I've, I've never got the impression that they, they didn't. But I do know that's not the case for everybody. And I do know that it is very difficult when you're trying to build a relationship because you love the person you're with and you're trying to build a relationship with their family. But I agree that there's a part that the partner has to take in making sure that the boundaries are set so that they know that that their mum or their dad or the sister or the brother cannot disrespect you, especially if you have not actually done anything. Because in some instances, you haven't done anything. You're actually just trying Mm -hmm. to get to know them you want you love your partner so you want to love their family so it is I think the responsibility of you as the partner or the person in between sorry to set the boundaries of what because if you're sitting in front of your mum and they've just said something really disrespectful about your girlfriend or your wife or whatever and you've just let that comment slide and you haven't said anything well you're giving them more ammunition to carry on doing it because you're not telling them no you're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And in the same token, if you are speaking up and they're still disrespecting you, sometimes it might have to be a case of, you know what, I'm not going to bring my partner around you or we'll just keep it separate. We just need to keep the boundary yeah. around seeing you alone, which is horrible. I know it is horrible because you're just thinking, what, if there's kids involved. But why are you putting that partner through so much stress? Like I can think of an mm. example... It's not something I know directly, but I know that the person has to deal with racial comments because they are of a different ethnicity from the partner's family. And Mm -hmm. it is interesting because they actually have a child and still the parents are very insensitive to the comments that they're making about this person. And it is to the point where actually 
hold on a second, there's now a grandchild who has a percentage of my DNA and you're still feel you still feel it's okay to be saying disrespectful disrespectful things about my culture or people who come from my community in the open. Now my question was yeah. well what is the the family the partner what they what they do what are they saying because actually they've given mm. birth to the child or they're parents to the child did they not understand that when their family makes these comments about you it's indirectly about the child no matter mm. how different they look to the parent it's a comment about the child's heritage so you yeah. have to draw them there's a line that has to be drawn and I do think unfortunately it does fall on the person whose family it is to, to make the boundary. It's not up to me as a partner. Sorry. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I 110% I agree with you. I think it is a responsibility of the partner to facilitate an environment where, yeah. you know, the, your, your partner feels comfortable within those family settings, right? Mm. Um, and if they have said something or, you know, if your, your parents have said something out of line, that's, you know, that's impacted um, your partner, it's your responsibility to check them there and then. But if mm-hmm. you don't feel comfortable in doing that, pulling to a side and actually having that conversation of like actually that's not okay um Mm -hmm. because if you don't necessarily in that public setting if you don't necessarily challenge like your parents or you know your family again going back to your point as of you giving them permission Mm -hmm. for them to continue to do that and that's just not okay and Mm -hmm. I think that you know what it is and that sometimes I do feel that some partners they were either I think you got the ride die lie or you got the fly mm-hmm. partners right? <laughs> so the ride or die is gonna stand there gonna challenge like you know if anyone feels that if anyone if they perceive someone is disrespecting you you've mm-hmm. got some of the other partners as well that potentially would just like if they know that their parents or their family don't like you and you say to them I don't I feel a particular type of way that you know your mum or your dad, your brother, your sister, don't say we like me. You got those you got those partners that would lie. Mm. And the reasons why and I get the reasons why they would lie is like, no, 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 don't be silly, don't be silly. Um and I think they do that because they want to protect you and they don't want to hurt you. But actually, are they doing more harm than good mm. by actually lying, right? Yeah. Um and you do have those partners that will literally fly away from the topic and run away from the topic. So it's really important that I think that you know what, if you are if you come up against so if I was in that situation, what I would expect uh my partners to do would be to yeah, absolutely stick up for me and challenge that openly if we were in that setting or if not pull their parent aside because I appreciate some people don't necessarily like conflict because they find it quite awkward Mm -hmm. um whereas in I feel for me I can I don't mind working through it I don't mind it being in the atmosphere and it being awkward because I'd be like look we need to sort this out Mm -hmm. um but yeah I definitely think that it is the responsibility of the partner to facilitate an environment where you know your partner feels comfortable in those family settings Mm um and if you don't then you know if you, if it's not handled, then that absolutely has a massive impact on the relationship, and it has a massive impact on you as an individual. Like you know, if you're receiving almost like the tension, because yeah. you're going to be looking at your partner a little bit sideways, isn't it? Like, yeah. where's your spine? Yeah. Like you know, where's your spine? Like where is he? Do you know what I mean? I agree. Um, so yeah, if but but then on the flip side, it's very hard as well because I mm-hmm. think that for the partner. The, the one who is res- one whose responsibility it is mm-hmm. you're it's probably quite exhausting trying to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. but then you need to be like you know what not everyone's going to be happy in this situation so this is what we need to do i agree and i think the you know? also is 
like the, you got to think about the relationship dynamic between the the person, the responsible person, and their family. Yeah. So I talked, I I thought about um, overbearing or smothering parents. So you get some mums mm-hmm. that are just up in their son's business, like literally, mm-hmm. like or maybe the son had a girlfriend or wife before, and that's who they loved because baby girl was doing everything that you know the mum wanted. What is that? Is it Indian Matchmaker? Is it that one? That one that was on Netflix? Indian Matchmaker? Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know if you I, watched... I don't know. <laughs> there was a show... <laughs> what am I thinking of? I think there was an example of a mum on there who wanted her son to mm. get married and literally was ticking off and not happy with any girl that came through the door. It was like, nope, she's this, she's from the wrong family, she's the wrong this, she's the wrong that why are you so eggs up in your son's relationship decisions? And I think that is when you're coming, especially as a woman, you are in battle, like trying to deal with a mum like that, because no matter what you do, nothing is going to be good enough. And that's outside of your control because that's to do with the dynamic that they have. The same Agreed. way you've got like a dad who no son is good enough for their little girl or, or little boy, whatever the case may be. They just, no one is good enough because actually the standard is up here and you just can't meet it. No, everything you do is is wrong. Now, I do think that as a parent, now that I'm thinking, now that I am a parent, I had a conversation the other day that what would I do, like, if my daughter brought, brought home someone who was, like, less than desirable and is crying to me that she wants to get his face tattooed on her cheek? I'm going to drag you because it's not going to happen. hundred and ten percent it's not gonna happen and i actually will question even my sister finds it irritating because as soon as like there's anyone that she finds interesting i'm like send me a picture i want to assess what they're doing because i just i'm that person not because i can't like go out with whoever you want to go through live through the mistakes baby girl if you want to get his face tattooed on your cheek you do that i'll be there at the end to pay for the laser surgery to remove it when you realize that he's trash so i'm not going to not support but am I going to possibly put that partner through the ringer a little bit yeah because that's my precious cargo that you're coming to involve yourself with and sometimes you can see the red flags so I'm I don't think I'm going to be overbearing but am I going to be the chief of police when you're sitting in my living room absolutely yes I mean you know what (laughs) yeah no I get it but you know, I can't help but think, I think some people who do that, so some parents that do that, and yeah. equally siblings, I'm talking about you, okay. who do that, <laughs> I, I think you you just need to be, it's fine for you to do that, but you just, I feel like people just need to be careful because it's almost when you need to find that balance is actually, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that just to seek to understand to either side because I just want to make sure and vet the person yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to a degree. But then sometimes it can be, you almost, you're policing who that individual needs to date, right? And you're vetting to the degree of it makes the person feel quite uncomfortable and equally probably your loved one feel quite uncomfortable as well, right? And I do feel some parents, I'm speaking to Think here, some parents, when it's quite in- extreme and when it's intense, I would challenge, is that their own insecurity and things that they've gone through in the past? Yeah. I get the reasons why they've gone through things in the past. Obviously, they want to obviously protect their, you know, their loved ones, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But how much of your own insecurity or shit that's happened in your past are you projecting onto this new relationship? Very true. That's true. 
I think I, and, can for, I think for me, I think for me, I get it because you know what? If like you know, if my niece, you know, she was to come home with somebody, I would be like, okay, cool. Let's just you know have a conversation. Want to get to know you, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a little bit of a guard up. I might do kind of like reenact kind of the bad boys two uh, scene with, <laughs> with, with, with Mike, Larry, and Marcus <laughs> when Reggie comes to the door. To, but that very dialed down. There'll be no guns. There'll be no swearing. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, you know, I might kind of reenact kind of like that scene. Um, but it would be, yeah, I think it was just to, to kind of like see, just to find out more about that individual. Because I think it can be, it can be damaging for, can, you know, your can. loved ones. They don't necessarily yeah. want to bring people around you. Yeah, that's true. But, um... <laughs> Do you know what? I wouldn't police. I have said that, that they can go out with whoever they want to go out with. That's not my that's not my intention. I think it's yeah, it's just to just to vet. Just to, just to see mm. where you're coming from. Because like, mm. you know, yes, it is it is a mark of your own experience when you're like, okay, like just let's just make sure that this person's not a psycho or does anything crazy. However, that's very different to me, or that's very different to parents who are like, no, you're actually you're absolutely not gonna go out with them. I think go out with, let your child experience that, especially if they're grown adult. Mm. They have to go through the experience, but just to be there at the end to to collect the tears and to help them if it does go wrong. Like we said previously about not alienating somebody because of your own um, your insecurities or your own experiences, don't alienate them. Just know the door is open that they can come and speak to you. If it does indeed go shit, like, you know, up shit's Creek, that you're going to be there. Um, and like you said about proving yourself, like, especially when you're the, the other person, like, mm-hmm. where is the line drawn? Now, as I said, I've not experienced, I don't think I've experienced negative experiences with other people's parents. I think I've always come into the thing of like, how do they manage their home? And that, like, so I've always thought mm-hmm. to myself, like, if someone came to my mum's house, or if I went, like, what kind of, not rules, but it's like I would offer to wash up because I'm, 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 that's what I would do. Or I would yeah. like be like, do you want any help with anything? Or because that's me and that's, that's how I was brought up. Um, you know, this it's very different to like sweeping the floors when you're here, like mm. there's a broom in the cupboard. Can you sweep up the living room? Absolutely not. Or clean the bath? Absolutely not. Not clean your bathroom. Like. <laughs> Oh, you want a hand like you know chopping the protect? No problem, but like there's there's a line, isn't there? Like where you where you're having to prove yourself and even spending money and you know you get some people where it's like they want you to call them like mummy, like call me mum, and then like as soon as something goes wrong, it's like no, my name is Mrs Desmond. Like you know don't don't call me mum mm. anymore. They reel you in, and then it's mm. just like you're chucked away. So I think yeah, do I think treat people's parents, especially if you have a good relationship with your parents, but treat people's parents how you'd expect your partner to treat them with that same sort of respect I think yeah. not don't go overboard because yeah what, what are you getting out of that like in the end they still might be like well I still don't like you then what like, what happens after that yeah um but I yeah no for sure I think you know when, when the parents are so on the back of what you were saying around you know like when you have the difficult in-laws and they dislike you and when it can be yeah. quite, you know, when people are quite overbearing or when, when you feel that your family is, when you feel that your partner's family are appropriate in your relationship, it takes such a strain. It's mm. unreal. Mm. Um, and it can 
be so tough to the point where you would actually consider, actually, is it worth it? Mm. Mm. Because, like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not just in a relationship with you. I'm in a relationship with five other people. Whole family, yeah. And mm. I never signed up to be in a relationship with five other people. So you need to make sure this shit is tight and right so we can move, right? <laughs> <laughs> or we need to have a conversation and just call it a day. But I do feel that there are some people where their family um, opinion um, is super important in order for them to make the decision. But then I would challenge actually, like, how mature is that person in terms of trying to be in a relationship? Because I know yeah. my mum might feel a particular, you know, my mum or my family might feel a particular type of way around somebody. And yet I'm here to hear it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm there to connect with it. But in in, in essence, it's my relationship. I make those decisions, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to let like anybody else's opinion try to influence how I feel. You can give me your opinion if I answer it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I answer it, you can give me your opinion. No, everyone's entitled to opinion. But like, yeah, I would, it's my relationship. So I'm not going to let that like, kind of like influence. But yeah, that's quite, yeah, just something to So what do you do if like, the opposite happens and you have a really, really good relationship with your in-laws and the relationship breaks mm-hmm. down? Like, I have never had negative experiences so far with anyone's in-laws. And mm-hmm. I was like, when I think of like past relationships, I was a bit sad actually. Cause I was like, Oh, I really, I really mm-hmm. like them. And you sort of feel mm-hmm. I, think I maintained maybe giving a Christmas card immediately after. And then after that, I just, I just never bothered. Um, I stopped yeah. because I just thought it was a bit weird, but I knew that if I, if I saw them, I'd definitely like say hello. And like, you know, I just wanted them to know, just wanted to know that they were okay because like I did have a good relationship and like same thing and like currently like with my husband's family like we get along really well so I'd be really mm. sad you know what I mean there's a sadness if like mm. you don't have that connection with them anymore because the relationship is broken down and I know like there's weird things like you always see things on like Twitter and stuff like it's like oh it's Thanksgiving and like my ex has turned up for dinner again like hasn't he got his own family because he like they love your family so much or they're sending like mm. birthday cards year in year out like, is it okay to maintain a relationship, maintain a relationship with your ex's family? And like, obviously, excluding the fact of whether there's children and nieces and grand- like that's different. Like, you know, grandchildren going to visit grandparents and vice versa. So eliminate mm. children. Say there's no children, there's no property involved, there's no legal matters going on. You just had a really good relationship. Is it ever okay to maintain that after the relationship has broken down? Um. I I think it's okay. Mm. Do I feel that I could do that? Um, it, it, I think it'd be hard. Mm. I think it'd be hard not to, but I know what I'm like. If In order to kind of like close that chapter and move forward, yeah. I think I would have to kind of like break ties. I know it sounds a little bit savage, but yeah. I do think I will kind of need to do that. And the reasons why I would need to do that is not because, you know, the, the family's done anything negative towards me and vice versa like still very much love them if I see them on the streets hi bye da, 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 da. Yeah, but you know what I do feel you need to be able to close a chapter of if that was if the relationship came to the end close that chapter and then open up a next chapter um because you know what let's say you open up your next chapter and two chapters in right then you meet someone else and that, so how are you going to manage obviously that situation with your new partner I'll just to let you know I've got a really good relationship with my ex's part my ex's family and my ex at the same time 
that could be that could that could be quite quite difficult. But so I don't. I think it's fine. I do think it's fine for people to have the relationship. Could I do that? Um, I would want to, but I think in order for me to move on, I would have to just be like, yeah, kind of hard stop. I that's agree. quite. <laughs> but that's weird isn't it <laughs> no but I agree because I think then you're just like you said you're bringing baggage over not everybody's new partner will be comfortable with that like they'd be like well why you don't have children like why are you still friendly with them what's going on but like I said mm-hmm. sometimes you do have a genuine friendship maybe with their sibling or like you really like their mom or whatever so I totally understand that but I'm like you I just think close it because you've just got to end whatever that situation was and just yeah. leave the family to just do their thing, make be amicable. You know, there's no reason to like not ever say hello or whatever or ignore them if you saw mm. them. But I think in order to move forward, if there's no children involved, deuces, mm. it's done. Move mm, forward, mm, let mm, it go. Yeah. Now, I was going to say as well because you know I was thinking about like also isolation where like you never meet their families. Now, yeah. That can happen sometimes where like you're in a in a relationship and you don't get to meet the partner's family for whatever reason or you haven't met them. So I'm of the camp yeah. that I think once you make it official that you should meet them in some capacity. Agreed. Um, because I just think what is the like what is the reason? Unless there's like some serious situation, like, you know, maybe parents are unwell or um, what can I think of? Parents are unwell, or there's some sort of family stressor at the moment, which it doesn't allow. There's no space to, you know, meet the family. Yeah, I don't understand why you would keep the person that you love from your family. Like, what is mm-hmm. what, what could be the potential reasons as to why? Like, that's sometimes I can't get my head around it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it could be based on many things. I think it could be you know, environmental factors. Um, it could be whether, you know, the parent might not necessarily feel comfortable in um, in meeting your partner just due to the current environment that they're in or, uh, you know, or, yeah, or if, the, let's say, the house is not necessarily set up, etc. It could have things to do with, um, uh, with family issues as well. There could be, like, a family issue that's happening and they might not necessarily have the capacity to meet somebody new it could be health reasons as well um they might not necessarily want and then on the flip side they might just necessarily they might not want to meet you <laughs> at all very true because you will get that as well i think there's a lot of factors that are at play and i think it's about you know if if somebody is in that situation i definitely think that they would need to have that conversation with their partner to again as i said seek to understand um seek to understand like what yeah what is the reasons um because there can be quite a lot of factors at play there um i agree with you i do feel that if you've been dating for a while it's important that you start to meet um you should have met each other's um family um just because actually i think it brings you're able to see a different side or a different facet to that person right or what their life was like before you so I think it makes you it brings you closer um so I do think that that's quite important um you said ask a good question like you know how long is too long so how long do you think is too long um I think if we've made it official and we've banged then I need to meet your family like if yeah because I've got my grab cheese if you you (laughs) stick your penis in me 
um, and you've told me that you love me and I am your girlfriend, um, I absolutely need to meet your family. Uh, there's, there's, there's no way you're blowing my back out and in secret and you're not meeting, I'm not meeting family. And also, especially yeah. if you have yeah, met mine. Now, like, I am not mm. slow to have partners meet family. I wouldn't say I ever wait too long. Um, sometimes, like you said, there's, there's other reasons why the, the partner hasn't met your family. And to be honest, I wouldn't yeah. say that my family are very overbearing with questions and stuff. I mean, I think my mum was just happy that I had a man, to be quite honest with you. She's like, get off the shelf. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Parents. Yeah, so I don't ever think she was ever really that fast, to be honest. She's just like, okay, that's great. Um, and just happy that you've... Uh, her main thing is just as, as long as you're not hurt or upset or whatever. Cool. So mm. I think that if you're in a sexual relationship with me, you have said it's official, we've declared our love for each other, there's no reason why I shouldn't meet your family because at, unless you can give me a very valid reason as to why and really explain that um, to me. So as I said, again, if there's like health issues or something else going on, fine. But after a period of time, if I haven't even seen them on a Zoom call, I think I'm going to be a little bit like what's going on here. Yeah, if there's been no, if there's been no communication, there's been no gesture, you might not necessarily have to see them in yeah. person. Um, but if there's been no communication, if they've had a phone call, yeah. you know, there's been, oh, tell such and such, I said that's hi, da, 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 yeah, that's yeah. absolutely fine. But if there has been no communication, you haven't necessarily your partner, then I would tell them that yeah, that, yeah. that's red flags because what you've got to hide, like have that conversation with your partner. And again, the accountability is on the partner. So I think that a key takeaway kind of theme that I know we'll go into yeah, towards yeah. the end of the episode but it is the partner's responsibility it is so like you know what is my responsibility um you know when my boyfriend comes around here it's my responsibility to facilitate an environment where you know he feels comfortable in the setting mm. do you know what I mean it's not really playing blackjack till three o'clock <laughs> in the morning with my family like that, that that's 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 it's my you know he's feel comfortable yeah. to do that so it is the partner's responsibility to facilitate that's that environment um but if you're for any of our listeners that may be going through that and you haven't necessarily you know met your partner's uh family or parents or whatever um and you've been dating for quite some time and there has been no mm. form of communication you need to have that conversation real yeah. quick um because that that that's an issue and again i think six months okay nine months is mm. a stretch like when it starts coming to me yeah it's a, it's a bit too long um i was gonna say like can you get too comfortable yeah. with your partner's friends and family like i like i have you got an example of when you got no, comfortable? you know what i don't ever allow myself to get too comfortable I think like I'm always not on the ropes but I'm just like I keep my like we're like for example my household I hate to use personal examples but we're very good at keeping our friends separate our friends are separate we don't necessarily come to each other's friends things unless it is a requirement and even then sometimes I'm like see ya I'm going by myself just because like you live with I I live with my husband, so like it's it's full time. So sometimes I just like to go and do my thing with my friends without my partner around. Yeah. But that's not to say that I have issues with people bringing their partners. If they want to come, it's fine. 
I just like that's my personal thing. I like to keep something separate, but obviously like make sure that they're there there for key events like birthdays, etc. Not an issue. Um, I but I have been in a situation where I have never met a partner's friends ever. Like I never met. I oh, never. Wow. I don't think I. I think I maybe met one or t- like I didn't meet them. I just I just oh. knew of them on like the phone or like um of them in terms of pictures or I'd seen them on Facebook but I I I never met any of them and it was actually a bit of a, a red flag for me because in this particular instance a lot of them were females so I was like okay but I'm not a jealous person so I didn't really think anything of it um <laughs> only to find when you get dumped one of them becomes a girlfriend but hey you never heard it from me waiting in the wings anyway my things in the place let me tell you i have stories for days one day i'll write my autobiography anyway so that was like for me on in hindsight it's a red flag if like if i've never met when we talk about the families but also equally friends if i've not met any of them and I don't like they might know of me, but they don't know me. Like I, I like I, I find that odd. Mm. Or like they I only know them in sort of like I know your family in some capacity in that in relation to the t- story you're telling me, but I've never met them or never mm. seen them like it or spoke to them on the phone. So I think it can go two ways. Either it's too comfortable and they're all eggs up you're all eggs up in each other's business and there's no there's no distance which again goes back to the point about maintaining a relationship after you split up. Because if you're, you've become so close, it's very hard mm. to separate. But at the same token, because I am mm. throwing friends into that mix, what about if you never meet them? Then what? Mm. Because oh God. I, I have been victim <laughs> yeah. to that. So that's why I'm very like, if like with age, I've realised that if you're, especially if your partner has friends of, the opposite sex or obviously if you're homosexual same sex but you don't really know what's going like you know what i mean you just you still don't really know who that person is in relation mm. to your partner that uh, that to me mm. is it's, it's a red flag yeah i think it's important that you know like all the relationships not all the relationships but you know yeah. to a degree like you know the intensity of those relationships you know that uh, you know your partner will have 100 percent. when you're talking about like you know yeah. too comfortable and this kind of raised me a, a, a question. I've got a question for you, right? So say, for example, like, oh, you know, God. if there's yeah. like a family issue that's happening, right? There's a big like family issue. And, you know, you're like, what's your take on it? Do you give like, oh. can you be too comfortable to have an opinion? Are you too, can you be, is there, is there being too comfortable where, you know, because mm-hmm. there's two things. You can be too comfortable. You can have an opinion, mm-hmm. 100%. And you can share that opinion with your partner, Right. And I think for me, I think that's fine. But then I think you go, mm. you start to become a bit too comfortable when you have your opinion and you feel it's okay mm. to publicise your opinion in front of the family. Because I don't know about... I, 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 the reasons why I put that question, because I think, yeah, you can... Yeah, people <laughs> sometimes can be a bit too brave. And I think for me... No, it's true. I think for me, irrespective of how comfortable I feel that I've been implemented or integrated into the family unit, I can have an opinion and mm-hmm. air my opinion to my partner, right? Um, but I will never be sitting around the table giving people advice around their family issues because these times yeah. we are not connected via blood, so I have no right. So for me, I say mm-hmm. face to know I my know. place. So I will literally... 
put in the face. If you are, if you ask me for my opinion, mm-hmm. then I will say, you know what, this is my view, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you guys do what you need to do because I'm not like not being funny. I, 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 I'm, I'm not the backline of the chess of the chessboard, right? Just made that up there. I'm not the knight. I'm not the queen. I'm not the bishop. I'm, yeah. I'm a pawn. Yeah. Like, you know I mean? So I just need to know my place. So I don't. Mm. So that's the reasons why I just wanted to ask you, like, yeah, when can you I'm be too similar? Like, yeah, what's I don't your view on give that? my opinion unless it's asked for, or I don't give my opinion until I am fed up of hearing about the situation. <laughs> so not fed up, but if it's been ongoing for so long and it's obviously having like a detrimental impact on your partner's mental health or if it affects my partner directly, then I definitely will say something out of concern. But I'm always very careful to not insult or say anything that is you can't take back. Don't say something that you can't take back. Even if you've been harboring negative feelings about your partner's family for months and months and months, once it's out of your mouth, once it's out there in the ether, you cannot take it back. So I'm very careful to understand that Mm. my allegiances with my partner are not necessarily their family and I might not necessarily agree with what is going on in their household. However, it's not my place Mm. to say what I think unless it it is requested of me or unless I'm like you know and that happens the mm. longer that you're with someone in a relationship the mm. more that those things happen and it's not even just on their side it could be equally on yours when they're seeing that things are going mm. on you have to set the boundary again like I said to say what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear if I didn't ask you for your opinion shut the hell up don't speak about it you know it's not your place and sometimes yeah. the feuds that you know yeah. family feuds can be generational and they're deep it's deeper than this little flash in the pan relationship that you've got at the moment which could go it it can be it could be going on since that person was a kid yeah. and you're coming in to say well why don't you just do this did anyone ask you no shut the fuck up no one asked you so just be quiet you it's just yeah coming yeah. in to speak on now i can speak the fact that there's some people in my family whose partners have been far less than desirable i, I mean like really uh, you are the sum of the universe i i, I haven't mm-hmm. got time and i say that and i've said it to their face so i you know i'm one of those people that i don't really care if i really think that you're doing something that is affecting my family with your actions i'm absolutely going to tell you now but i don't need you as that individual to come up in my house or come up in my mum's house and or your family members for that fact because i had an incident Many years ago, where some of my family, their partner, there was there's stuff going on. Their partner and their family came up in my mum's house. Said gentleman's father told me in my mum's house to shut up and not speak. This is adults' business. I said, mm. Who the fuck are you talking to? Get up at my mum's house. And that's me giving a light touch of the story. You are not going to tell my family how to manage me when this is not your household. Because I'm not going to tell you how to manage your wayward son and his nonsense. I tell you, I had to politely say, yeah. fuck up out my yeah. house. Because I don't know why you open up your mouth. This isn't even got, any, got any, hasn't even got anything to do with you. So why are you speaking? No one asked you. Yeah, I still get rage when yeah. I think about it. Yeah. You draped yeah. yourself and draped your son and draped your raggedy wife out of mum's house. You know how I stand. So I think if no one asked you, 
shut the fuck up. No one asked you for your opinion. I feel that some people, like, some people could think that they're doing more harm than good. I mean, not harm than good, sorry. Some people can feel yeah. that they are helping. Um, but I feel sometimes, yeah, that they're, they're not actually helping. You're putting your nose into family business. Like, if no one didn't ask you for your opinion, just keep it cute and keep it mute. Like, literally. But I do, and I do feel, but when you, something interesting that you said around, you know what, I will always kind of like give my opinion to my partner if I feel that it's the family yes. issue is affecting my partner. Um, uh, and I think that, yeah, that definitely is the right approach to take. But then also on the flip side, it can, that family feud could be impacting your partner in such a mm-hmm. way that it starts to impact you and your, yeah. and how you feel and come into your relationship. So for example, if something's going on, your partner keeps talking and talking and talking about it, but you're giving them advice and they're not doing anything. I know what I'm like, I'm just going to not have the patience. I'd be like, listen, mm-hmm. we've been talking about this for coming on like six months now. So what do you want to do is you either do it or you don't, but I'm tired of sitting here, like literally listening, listening, and I'm giving you my advice yeah. and you're not doing anything with yeah, it. Like, don't yeah. ask me or don't talk to me about it. And I know that's going to sound really savage. And I know I'm probably going to get dragged or I'm going to get backlash <laughs> or people's going to have their opinions. But it does get to a certain point where, you know what, when you can't keep talking to someone till you're blue in the face and not doing anything, clearly they don't want to fix it. They mm. want to wallow and they, they they want to sit in that environment. And that that, that feeds almost essence mm-hmm. or elements of their self-worth. We don't have time for that because that now that's affecting our relationship. So I think for sure the main support, if you are, if any of our listeners are, in that situation you know what your partner your allegiances and your alliances lay yeah. with lie with your partner right um but i think you do need to think about how you need to protect like yeah. yourself also because it's going to mess you up and then you're going to get angry and annoyed and then what happens is it seeps out in the behavior you demonstrate to your partner it seeps out to the yeah. behavior you demonstrate with your family and when you're around that family you're just going to be that's exactly what was <laughs> happening it was impacting on the rest of the family yeah. what was going on with the, this partner oh, and their family and whatever nonsense was going on that's so i just had enough i just said you know what it's yeah. enough now like we, we we didn't ask for this please like fix yeah. up or, or or leave us alone because yeah. we just don't want to hear about it anymore do you know what i mean mm. so i think I, I 100% agree. It's it's secondary stress is very very real. Like people need to look up secondary stress. It is a real thing where you're picking up someone else's stress and mm-hmm. it's in, infusing itself into your body and your actions without you realizing. Um, and if that's yeah. your partner's family issues, obviously love reigns supreme, as I always say. But also there's a balance in where you've wasted six to eight to ten to a year, six to eight to ten months to a year trying to navigate this situation with your partner and their family and it's it's impacting on you so I'm all for talking it through working it out but at the same time protect yourself like you know it might have to be a case of where you have to say don't talk about it anymore I'm here for you don't talk about it yeah, you're right I think it could be yeah they might have to just kind of like pull on the Jay-Z Beyonce Solange and just like Honestly, keep it cute, keep it mute, like literally just like, you know, you know put it to bed and we just move NHS forward 100%. It's free. Maybe go and talk to a professional about it because it is not your responsibility as a partner to be to be offering free counselling advice that somebody is not taking. <laughs> so you're closing thoughts. I- closing thoughts. Um, I just think be honest with each other, especially if there are issues with the in-laws or family that is like taking 
president of your relationship. I think do it without being insulting because, as I said, there's words that you can't take back once it's come out of your mouth. Um, and it, it's easier said than done. But if if the in-laws is really impacting your relationship to the point where you don't even want to be with them anymore, I think you need to assess whether this is something that can be talked through or whether this is something that needs to be just be put to bed, like you said earlier, just done the mm. relationship because it's it's not mm. going to help. Obviously, caveats and exceptions to the rule are children involved, like nieces, nephews, grandchildren, etc., cousins. If you've got kids that need to see your partner's family, that's very different. And I, I don't think use, I don't think it's right to use, oh, I always hated their family to then suddenly be like, oh, well, the kids are never going to see grandma because I can't stand her. It's mm. she still needs to have a relationship with those children that's outside of your control. But maybe keep your mm. relationship with that family member to a minimum, unless you're like Jay Z and you your love overrides that. Your love of your wife means that you love her sister, especially if you're the person that's made a mistake. Then, yeah, yeah. be a Jay Z and yeah, have love for the family. Otherwise, bounce. I don't even know if that made sense, but yeah, one or the other. No, <laughs> Um, so I think for me, I think it's all about communication. I think it's communication uh, to every single piece, every single part of the relationship. So the relationship you have with your partner, the relationship you have with your partner's uh, parents, with their siblings and, and vice versa. I definitely think it's all about communication. I think you need to, again, seek to understand and explore where those tension or the, where those pain points are in the relationship to move forward. If you love them and if you think the relationship is worth investing in to move forward in these tensions that that you may have um, with your partner's in-laws, with your in-laws, I should say, or um, with your partner's siblings. Um, I think it's definitely around, like, you know, once you have that conversation, I think everyone's super clear about, actually, this is my position, this is your position, this is how we're going to work through it, this is what I'll accept and what I won't. And mm -hmm. therefore, I think everyone's on the eve, it, everyone's just very clear. I think clarity yeah. is the most important thing. Right. And I think actually, as I think I've said this before in quite a few podcasts, is uh, we're so quick to judge others based on their actions, but we judge ourselves based on our intent. Whereas in actually, if you have that conversation, right, then I think you'll be able to understand the intent behind some of these, the, the situations or any fuckery that potentially has a, a, a arose as well. Um, so I think, yeah, communication on every point, uh, in every aspect is massively important. Um, and I think it is, uh, as I said, um, and as we explored, I think it's the accountability and responsibility of the partner to facilitate those environments um, mm -hmm. and be able to facilitate, yeah, facilitate an environment where you feel quite comfortable um, with having that conversation or trying yeah. to move forward. But again, you need to decide um, if you are going through this current situation, you need to decide actually if the relationship's worth it. If it is, fight, ride or die, love is yeah. love, etc. But you do need to kind of, because you know what? Sometimes you can't compete with family. You can't no. do it. You ca no. you cannot do it. You can't do it. So that's something that um that you need to uh that you need to consider and move forward. And another thing that I was just sorry, something that just came up to my mind. Yeah. I know it's kind of we're in our closing thoughts, right? That's all right. But, you know, sometimes you could have arguments with your partner, right? And basically, what they do to to um uh, to strengthen their their argument, they bring up issues that their family have had with you that's fuckery oh, that yeah. is massive fuckery because that's actually that's not okay because mm -hmm. you're sitting there and you're just like okay oh my god you're literally bringing up stuff to give weight to your argument and you're mm -hmm. literally gonna fire it at me and that will fuck you up because now you're mm -hmm. trying to think to yourself i need to fix what i the issues that i have with my partner and equally fix the issue now with 
their family, that's yeah. too much. Because you need to remember, if you are in a relationship and that comes up, don't take that shit. Because you never, you, as I said, you never sign up to be in a relationship with five people. You sign up to a relationship to be with one person and that person. So just watch out for that. However, just to add to that point, if every single person in that person's family hates you, you might actually be the problem. I'm just going to throw that out. That you might actually, there might be something that, that you're actually true. doing that is um like uh, examples I can think of is like step families, which is very hard. I think we're gonna talk about that in future episodes. But sometimes yeah. if you become a step parent, as someone who's had a step parent, like sometimes like you know, I think some people who become step parents are more interested in having the partner than being the parent. They're more interested in setting up the new life with the partner rather than including what the partner comes with, whether that's children or um, ex-partners or family, whatever. It's just like, oh, I'm sweeping you up. And I get it. You know, I understand. I am obviously not with somebody who has children already. And it is very lovely to go through the experience together of being first time parents. But obviously, I'm never going to turn my nose up and and be like, I wouldn't be somebody who's got kids because I want to have that experience to myself. Everybody has their thing. And that could be a thing. You don't want someone that's got kids. But if you are stepping into a relationship with somebody who has already got children, especially someone who's a product of that scenario, please make sure that you're going in with the intent to actually strengthen that person's life and to bring joy and sunshine to their life rather than having the whole family bloody hate you because you don't, you're not doing what a parent should be doing. You're doing what you think what you want in a situation. That's a side story. But I do think that sometimes you are the problem. And you don't yeah. <laughs> And you do have to look inwards, in it? Like, every to yourself, okay, cool. Mm, this keeps coming up. So, actually, is it me? It's a scary thing. You need to look yeah. inwards. It's growth. Grow, <laughs> baby. Just, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's my one exception to the to the rule. Brilliant. But otherwise, I agree 100% with you at 100%. Um, so, that takes us to the end of that episode. Um, choose today who you want to be. Do you want to be a Jay-Z calm, collected, stands strong in the face of adversity. Do you want to be a Beyonce? Smile for the public and maybe be crying on the inside. Or do you want to be a Solange? Kicking up the place and mashing up the people's place. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. We're cool with that. Love and light. See you soon in the next episode. Have a good day. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.